Air now has two premier cannabis dispensaries in the greater Boston area. Airback Bay is conveniently located in the heart of Boston at 827 Boylston Street across from the Prudential Center, serving adult-use customers. Or check out Air Watertown, located near Watertown Square at 48 North Beacon Street, serving medical patients and adult-use customers. Our team is eager to help you choose from a wide assortment of premium cannabis products. Join us in the air, spelled A-Y-R, in Back Bay, Watertown, or online. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit-forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR283946, MR283886, Watertown Medical License Number RMD325. Dynamic duo. Don't feed me crap. Of Boston Sports Radio. Yeah, get it right, stupid. Vulgar and Mass. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. I don't think this is a Jones problem, do you? I don't think this is a Jones problem. This, this is a systematic scheme problem here. This is a problem here. This is an, offense, look, an offensive coordinator problem. I mean, I just don't think you. It, it, offensive coordinators take experience in years. I just don't think a guy who can call deep can do it. I don't think it's working. I think the bigger issue that goes without being said, the core foundation of the problems they have is their offensive line isn't well coached. It's just not it's not technically sound. It's not good. That's Mike Lombardi. Gets us into a big boy Tuesday. Coming on Tuesday, December 6th, here from our Town Fair Studios in Waltham. Big Boy Tuesday means Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal joins us. How you doing, big fella? Good. How are you? Doing peachy. I think that Mike Lombardi would echo your comments exactly. It's not a Mac Jones problem. It's a coaching problem and an offensive line problem. Is that still where you stand today? Oh, for sure. And it's even worse now. Um, you know, that, that film from that game, I, you know, I was just... I was just infuriated. I was, infuriated. I mean, it was just, I can understand where the players' frustrations came from. I think that they went in that game plan, when they got the game plan, I think they were kind of like, this is all we're going to do. This is this is what we have in mind on both sides of the ball. And I think that it really went to another level when it was very apparent. Like, look. The players, they don't always know what's best for them, and Bill certainly has earned the right to be like, this is the way we need to play the game. And the way they tried to play the game was kind of similar to the way the Bengals played the game against the Chiefs and the way the Patriots have played the Chiefs. Like, try to limit their number of possessions and, you know, hope that they make a few mistakes. But, you know, basically you want to shorten the game. And that's what the Patriots tried to do against the Bills. Um, And I think what really set it off for Mac Jones, Kendrick Bourne, other people. And trust me, there are there are guys on the defensive side of the ball that feel the exact same way as these offensive guys. They're just not saying anything publicly. But I think what infuriated them, and it should, is that once it got to 17-7 and it felt like 57-7, the Patriots didn't even try to – they didn't adjust – like, it's one thing to go in and say, all right, the game plan doesn't work. We're not executing. The quick game's not working. Whatever. Didn't try to go down the field. Didn't try to get anything back. Hey, let's try to make it up in one play. Let's get back in this. All they needed was one play to get back in the game, sort of, to breathe life into a stadium where people were asleep before the before halftime. 
And they and on defense, they didn't do anything either. They didn't come back. No allow blitzes against Josh Allen. No like, hey, let's try to do this. We've seen this work on film where he gets fooled. No, they just sat back. It's just like, all right, we're we're hoping you really we're hoping you really play poorly this game. That's our approach. And guess what? The Bills did not play well in this game. Four offensive penalties, including one that took a touchdown off the board. Five drop passes. Josh Allen did a Josh Allen thing where he tries to break the pocket, gets loose with the football, fumbles the ball near midfield. And then for Belichick not to go for it on fourth down. At his own 46, with a little over 12 minutes left in the game. I mean, if 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 I were one of those players, I would have been furious at that point. Okay, we're talking football with Bedard, 617-779-0985. Yes, Big Jim. So if I'm hearing you correctly, the game plan on both sides of the ball was hope to keep it close and hope they screw up. Yeah, which is, I mean, which should be infuriating in its own way. That's because, a loser mentality. Well, yeah, is. I mean, you know, we're not trying to win the game. We're hoping the Bills give it to us. But what should be insulting is, okay, you could understand being there a year ago. Okay, fine. You, you know, you signed a bunch of free agents, rookie quarterback. All right, we're not quite there. But you have the whole offseason – you have schematic changes that you can make. You you get Jabril Peppers. You trade for Mac Wilson. You bring back Raquan McMillan. You don't draft any linebackers. You don't draft any defensive linemen. You don't draft any impact players on the defensive side of the ball. And in a whole year, what progress have you made? Zero. In fact, you, in fact you've gone backwards. You are now further behind the Buffalo Bills. So we're just, now it's almost like a... It's almost like a pity game. Like they're just like, all right, well, we'll you know, we'll just take what you give us and we'll just sort of play the game out. Okay, we, we're not going to throttle you. Where do you think we stand now? Coming off of Bill's comments yesterday, he followed up today. I'll give you that in a second. But yesterday he said it's uh, you know too hard to make major changes at this point. You know, I'm I'm sort of fixated on that that phrase there at this point. It feels to me like he opened the door for there being a future point will it, where it will make sense which is sort of a entree to changes are coming. It's just not going to happen now. There was some commentary from Peter King yesterday that, you know, I think caught a lot of people's attention about, you know, early thoughts about maybe Bill's not going to set this thing here, set the Don Shula record here in New England. And how does Robert Kraft feel all about all this? That whole big picture, Greg, where do you think we stand with all that? Well, what people have to understand with the Patriots is – um, you know, whether it's the Crafts in terms of intervening because everybody's like, oh, how did Crafts feel? Did... And, you know, Bill in terms of his personnel as far as players and coaches, he doesn't make any decisions until after the season. And the Crafts are the same way. The Crafts aren't going to do anything until the season's over. They let the season play out. And Bill, I think, you know, I think this is a fault of his. And it certainly has cost him. I mean, in his, you know, it's the reason why so many people have left, whether it's front office people, coaches, you know, Josh McDaniels, how they got into the Colts mess when Josh was about to leave. Bill doesn't talk about next year until after the season's over. He really doesn't. And he certainly doesn't talk about his future and what he has planned. And so a lot of people are just in a fog. Some of the coaches start maybe looking at opportunities, front office people, things like that. I'm worried about how this affects possibly any potential offensive changes they would make in the offseason. Like, is he going to be late on Bill O'Brien? 
So, got it, because the jockeying has begun. Yes. People are talking. The musical chairs have started. And Bill is not Bill is not making any moves. Bill O'Brien or Bill Belichick? Both. Okay, so back up and <laughs> what do you mean by that? So, I'm just saying that I, I know that... Now, I haven't talked to anybody directly involved, but I know enough people evolve, uh, in the circle in, in the circle to know what's going on. I think that Bill O'Brien is waiting for his phone to ring. I think that he would uh, he would be open to coming back home here. And I don't think anything's happening on that front. Now, knowing Belichick, he's probably like, because of his relationship with Saban, I'm not even reaching out to Billy until Alabama season concludes. And I'm not sure which bowl game they're in. Um, he's probably waiting for that. And that would probably coincide maybe with the Patriots season ending. But I'm afraid that he might be late. I mean, what if somebody else is more proactive? What if Josh McDaniels decides, hey, I want to get ahead of this. I want to be more of a CEO coach next year. Billy would be perfect to come in and run my system and be my offensive coordinator and play caller. What if there's a lot of changes going on in Tennessee right now? John Robinson, a former Patriots GM, just got fired. Maybe Vrabel is asserting his power. Maybe he would be interested in bringing in Bill O'Brien, who he worked for in Houston. And then there's Bill, who's not going to deal with this probably until mid-January. And may not even mind if Billy O'Brien goes somewhere else yep. first. Well, Robert, what do you want me to do? He's mm-hmm. he's gone. He's off the board. That's insane. Pick up the phone now. Jimmy Stewart, you grabbed... Ah, <laughs> uh, Stu grabbed his mic back there. Jimmy, you got anything? I was just trying to call Billy O'Brien because I want him here now. <laughs> okay. I want something done. Meanwhile, here's Bill Belichick today following up on the comments yesterday that it's too hard at this time, at this point, to make any major changes. Of course, Phil Perry, God love him, went right in there uh, towards the end of the press conference, and here was that exchange. Here's Bill's answer. Look, we're not going to go to the, you know, wishbone offense here. We're not going to run the beer. Defensively, we're not going to change into a, you know, run some other team's defense or whatever. That's, yeah, major changes, like, yeah, absolutely. It would be, we wouldn't be able to practice it. Would changing, making a change of play caller qualify? Yeah, but again, the system that we have in place, I feel good about. So, which includes the offensive staff, it includes me, it includes, you know, whatever the whole process is. On defense, on offense, on special teams. Okay, I found it interesting how he included himself, but the system we have in place, I feel good about. That includes the staff. That includes me. Do you have any thoughts on how we handled that today, Greg? Not really. It's about what I expected from him. Um, you know, he is Bill is not one of these guys who is just – he makes a decision, which he obviously thought was the right one. He's not going to change stream like right in the middle of it. Um, and and he is right. He is right. There is very there are very limited things that they can do to correct the course in this offense, including like they can't even do a little cosmetic thing, which has worked for them in the past, which has worked for Josh McDaniels this year with the Raiders, which is put a football uh, put a fullback on the field, yeah, and just run power and then play action off that. They've done it countless times in the past. Whenever they've gone haywire on offense, when they can't execute and can't block. They get they get simple. They go with simple blocking schemes, and they can't even do that because Matt Patricia, in one of his first decisions this offseason, said, we don't need a fullback. 
We're not going there. We're changing the scheme. We're going to Shanahan, even though Shanahan uses a fullback. Uh, this is what we're going to do. And now that is, to, to me, that's one of the biggest underplayed decisions of this offseason that they they can't even go they can't even put a fullback on the field to execute basic runs and their tight ends can't block so you needed a tight end and they got rid of them okay bedard's in uh, studio we'll take your calls at 617-779-0985 he's got a lot of other stuff that i want to get to including uh now do we have an issue with mac jones's mechanics that all this crap lead up to now mac jones having an issue physically uh, he talked to some other offensive coaches across the NFL and why they think it's getting worse. Let's see what else. I'm just reading your uh, your notes here. Uh, why they have to simplify in the first place. Uh, his thoughts on Patricia and is he starting to feel for Patricia? We got a lot of material here. So we'll get to all of it with you right after these words. Don't go anywhere. Sports Hub. Get to Once Upon a Child for their huge clearance blowout event this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. At Once Upon a Child, all marked clearance is 50% off this Friday, 60% off on Saturday, and 70% off on Sunday. Stop by and shop Friday for the best selection, or get the biggest discount when you shop Saturday and Sunday. Find thousands of clearance items to choose from this weekend at Once Upon a Child's Clearance Blowout Event. Holidays can be overwhelming, but seasonal spending won't get the best of you because you shop at Plato's Closet, where they have the like-new name brand styles you want at prices up to 70% less than retail. Come shop Plato's Closet's amazing selection of the latest guys' and girls' clothing, shoes, and accessories that are sure to have you looking your best and staying on budget this holiday season. Get started at your nearest Plato's Closet today. Can help fill in the blanks, but we need some of the spiel. Felger. Uh, on a different note, and the, the cork is popping out of the bottle. That's a, a metaphor. Felger and Mass. Here's the one thing that really stuck out to me, and it happened about 40 minutes after the game. And that is when a succession of Patriots, essentially in a place where nobody ever says anything, that a succession of Patriots came somewhere between hinting, hinting strongly, and flat out saying, our offense is not a well-called, well-run, well-designed offense. And to me, what cries out after that last night, and Belichick will silence it because he always does, but what cries out to me is, all year, everybody has questioned whether Matt Patricia is good enough to call this offense. And when you have a young quarterback and a young receiver group basically calling out without mentioning him by name, Matt Patricia, for not throwing the ball downfield, when everybody in America who is even a third-grade lip reader can can understand exactly what Mac Jones is saying, which is throw the effing ball downfield, will you please? Uh, it, it, you know, so that to me, because Mike, this doesn't happen in New England. It doesn't happen in New England, and now you've got a quarterback who is seeing his season go down the drain. Peter King on Pro Football Talk after the game last Thursday, and then he wrote yesterday, 
I think I've started to wonder whether Bill Belichick, who needs 21 wins to break down Shula's all-time record for coaching victories, will get them in New England. He says, I think Robert Kraft, who's 81 and entering his 30th year of Patriots ownership, is not in this to rebuild deliberately. He has to be looking at the dung show on the offense and the offensive staff and wondering why Belichick left the offense so wanting this year. He says, I can't see anything weird happening this year, as you said, Bedard. But I have my antenna up about the Patriots for 2023. Your former boss says that. He doesn't throw around crap like that, generally speaking. Do you have your antenna up for 2023? Yes. I, well, I have my antenna up for this offseason. I mean, look, I, I think what Robert said last year, uh, or at the owners' meetings, about you know uh, about not winning a playoff game, uh, things go poorly here down the stretch, and um, I think it's much more likely they go winless than make a playoff run, in my opinion. Uh, if it goes if it goes poorly, they are not going to the, the Crafts aren't just going to sit back. You know they they let Bill do his thing this year. He had more than earned that, absolutely. Bill, this doesn't really make a lot of sense, but okay, all right. But once they get to this offseason, I mean, they are going to ask some serious questions. If not, if Bill says this is the direction that he wants to go, I could see the craft saying, no, no, you already cost us. You know, they we had the Cam Newton year. Then last year was good. It was a good baseline for Mac Jones and everybody. And then this year to take another step back. And to not even compete with the Bills, not even try to compete, what did we just spend $175 million for two years ago? And you want money to spend this offseason? We'll give that to you, but no, you got to make offensive changes. And then what does Bill say? I think he does it. But I think he does it too. I think he's I think he his his quote yesterday uh on his show basically laid the groundwork. I think he's going to pre- be preemptive about this because he realizes what's how it looks and how they've taken a step back from a you know a top 10 offense in a lot of categories to a bottom third, if not bottom five offense in one year simply because of the coaching change. Okay, your thoughts, 617-779-0985, Dakota and Braintree. Go ahead. So, Michael, I got a few things I really want to get to because I have a few questions, okay? When Hoya goes down... And this guy from Western Kentucky, yes, the same school that Mike White, who's now starting in New York Jets, came from, okay, goes into that game. We thought we're pretty much dead in the water. And Zappi showed, hey, you know what? I can at least handle myself and take a snap and move the ball and get first downs. And then everybody said, well, let's see what Matt Patricia does with a four-string quarterback with a half a game under. And then I remember listening to 98.5 and every other Jamokes on there going, does this, and Michael, you even asked the question. After Zappi performed two games at home against Detroit and on the road against Cleveland, you were saying, does this vindicate Matt Patricia? Did he do a good job? And I think we would all agree that Matt Patricia so, taking a rookie quarterback. Dakota, okay. okay. So listen, I didn't say that vindicated him. I said it was ridiculous to presume that hold, it did. What hold, you on said, hold on, Zappi's one. What's two? Well, though, this, this goes back to, and then Greg said something about fullback versus no fullback. You know, Western Kentucky, they ran the shotgun 99.9% of the time, okay? Dakota, I'm going to let you go because we want to keep Western it moving. Kentucky. Ba- Bailey Zappi, how does he enter this conversation? He doesn't. I'm not entertaining it. Just go away. If you're talking about, about Bailey Zappi, Dakota, you're smarter than this. You know, you watch the games. 
Seriously, Bailey Zappi, you think the quarterback is the difference? After you, we have a control from last season with a real NFL offensive staff. Basically the same players, basically the same offensive line, a rookie quarterback. It's the same thing this year. Guess what? It's got done a 180. What's the difference? That's the end of discussion, period. I don't want to hear about Bailey Zappi, and you look like a fool if you keep bringing him up. I still want him. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> well, we know you're a fool. So, I mean, whatever. I just want I mean, fun. At least the quarterback smart. listens to the coaching. Yeah, right. And I think there would be would there be more harmony, Greg, if he was in? Like there'd be less bitching and having the quarterback going to the sideline. I don't like the short plays. I don't know. I leave that drama up to you guys. You okay. guys figure that out. Oh, so we you, will. So you think that's uh? So <laughs> do you leave Mac Jones totally blameless? No. No, I mean, yeah, you know, his attitude could be, you know, certainly be better. And I thought he was bad in this game. He was one of my three downs. I mean, yeah, the protection stunk again. The offense stunk again, but there were plays there for him, him to make, but his his mechanics have deteriorated. Okay, talk about that. What do you see? So, you know, what's happening is that, you know, his he's now gotten to the point, and this really reminds me of, I remember seeing, I hadn't seen Trevor Lawrence like all year since, you know, I looked at him pre-draft, and then I saw him in the run-up to week 17 against the Patriots, and I was like, what is wrong with this guy? This doesn't even look like the same quarterback. He can't throw the ball. His mechanics are all screwed up. And, you know, you figured it out. It was the coaching and, and the team that he was on, you know, like a lot of young quarterbacks. Uh, so so basically, uh, Mac Jones has developed some bad habits. He's Sometimes he steps in the bucket. Sometimes his front shoulder opens up. Sometimes he gets up on his toes too much. His, his weight gets off balance. He double hitches at times which means you get your 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 weight on your front foot too much and the ball sails on you. Kurt Warner talked about it in his the great video that he did about the Patriots coming off the Vikings game when everybody was like, "Oh, look at the offense and Mac Jones." And he, you know, basically Kurt Warner's whole video was like, "No, they're not good and the quarterback's in a bad place right now too." And so he screwed up and it's all it's not his fault. I mean, it's because of the lack of protection, and he has no confidence in anything. He has no confidence that anyone's going to be where they're, where they're supposed to be. He has no confidence in the play call. He has no confidence in the protection. And and he thinks he's going to get killed, which he has at times this year. So, you know, his mechanics are falling off, and he doesn't have a coach on staff, a QB expert that can get him back in the right place. So, I mean, it's just a complete waste of a year for Mac Jones. Keith in Rhode Island. Go ahead, please. Hey, it's uh, Keith, uh, a.k.a. Doey Six. Just Greg, go, Keith. Go, Keith. Go, please. Okay. Uh, I'm just tired of hearing about the, uh, the, the, the Bill O'Brien thing. He didn't win anything in Alabama. The last guy won was Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, Bill O'Brien is not the answer. We need to stop asking for this guy. I understand anything's an upgrade uh, over Patricia. Oh, we cannot have Bill O'Brien. Remember his all-off feuds with Tom Brady on the side? We did not have great offenses those years. Right, let's move on from the Bill O'Brien Okay, talk. Keith, who you guys. All right, fine. I'm sorry. I just have no time for nicknames. Uh, why is Bill O'Brien the right guy for the, for the job? Greg? Why? He knows the system, and now I'm more convinced more than ever that they changed the system. The whole, we need to get simple. We need to get faster. Does it look simpler, faster on the field? And Well, it's definitely simpler. 
<laughs> they, well, they don't <laughs> well, run by 12, 12 plays. Yeah. But simple for the players, simpler, you know, more simple for the quarterback? No. And the reason you had to change is because the old system run by the former offensive coordinator was too complex. It was too built around Tom Brady. Seems like the Raiders are picking it up now. Pretty good. The same system, all new players, not guys who would be in the system for a second year together. Uh, but, you know, Billy, Billy O'Brien is good. Okay. I mean, you know, look what he did in Houston. He never had good teams. Look what he talk about retrofitting the Patriots offense for an athletic quarterback. He knocked it out of the park with Deshaun Watson. And I, I don't care. He, uh, he, what does he want? What does he want in Alabama? All right. So Josh McDaniels didn't win anything in Denver. You know, he didn't, he was, he stunk in St. Louis as the offensive coordinator. How was he here? How many Super Bowls was he a part of? I mean, it's just a ridiculous argument. It's all context. It's all circumstances, whether people win or not. And Billy O'Brien is excellent at what he does. And it would be a huge upgrade over what they have here. And it would allow the quarterback to get back to doing what he was doing well and unleash his mind and use his mind as a weapon instead of being dumbed down. We got more nuggets from uh, Bedard coming up. Three up, three down as well. First, an update from Big Jim Murray. Air now has two premier cannabis dispensaries in the greater Boston area. Airback Bay is conveniently located in the heart of Boston at 827 Boylston Street across from the Prudential Center, serving adult-use customers. Or check out Air Watertown, located near Watertown Square at 48 North Beacon Street, serving medical patients and adult-use customers. Our team is eager to help you choose from a wide assortment of premium cannabis products. Join us in the air, spelled A-Y-R, in Back Bay, Watertown, or online. Please consider responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR283946, MR283886, Watertown Medical License Number RMD325. With the right treatment and support, recovery from addiction is not just possible, it is probable. Millions of Americans have gone on to live fulfilling lives in recovery from addiction. You can start your journey to recovery today. Call 1-800-662-4357 for drug and alcohol treatment and support services in your area. Recovery starts with a call. Contact 1-800-662-HELP today. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. Felger. And of course he looks good. And Mass. Because Mac Jones is out there with some tight shirt and looks hot. I never said he looked hot. Felger and Mass. He's got like that tapered torso thing. 98.5, the sports up. And now it's time for three up. Touchdown, Patriots! Two big throws on his drive by Mac Jones, your quarterback. What a throw on the skinny. I'll take more of this, please. Three down. Put a jacket on him. He don't want to be out here. Sit him down. With Greg Bedard from BostonSportsJournal.com. Three up. I know you're very results-oriented. I get that. Three down. It's a fail all around. Fail, fail, fail. On Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Here we go. Still going over the film from Thursday night's debacle against... The Bills, three up, three down with Greg Bedard is presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Enjoy the game with a triple distilled, triple cast matured, and triple blended Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. 
When it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. Okay, three up, three down. We'll get some more nuggets from Bedard as well. Who's your number one star for the Patriots in that game? Josh Uche. I mean, he had you know two sacks, four total quarterback pressures. I wouldn't read too much into it. I mean, he was going up against a backup left tackle, a guy who fell on his butt for no reason on one of the reps. Uh, but he was obviously effective in this game, so he was productive. Okay, usually Maz will be chiming in. He's uh, he's uh, indisposed at the moment, so we'll just go with Bedard. Number two and, and three, give it to me as one. Uh, Devon Godchow. Yep. I thought he was uh, – the the run defense was not his fault in this game. I thought he he played with a lot more energy than he usually does. Uh, he came to play in this game. I thought he did a really nice uh, job. And I thought – and Marcus Jones for his touchdown. But also, he did some nice subtle things in coverage – um, they used him sometimes as sort of like a Mike linebacker in Tampa two, and it kind of threw Josh Allen for a loop a few times. And, uh, so I thought he did a nice job. So gotcha would surprise me because mm-hmm. it felt like the Patriots laid back, invited the bills to run. And if the bats were going to stop him, it was up to the guys up front and it didn't feel like they stopped him on the run. So what, how was God explain to me how gotcha was good if their run defense was bad? Cause I thought it was, it was more uh guy. And Dietrich Wise getting uh, blown out of their gaps. Um, also, at times, you know, like just the other guys, Ekawali, you know, whoever was in there. But also, the linebackers were god awful in this game. This is two weeks in a row where I have given the linebackers a zero out of five. After I think it was the Jets game, I thought that was one of the best linebacker games in years. They're just they're getting exposed by faster teams and better offenses, and this is just. You know, and it's going to go into my down list, but it's just, is this defense any faster? So you mean to tell me Jelani Tavai wasn't worth that extension? <laughs> like, I, like I said, he was barely going to play in this game, and he did barely play in this game. All right, three down. Uh, so a couple of combos here, uh, Mac Wilson and Raekwon McMillan, uh, who were awful in this game. If, if, if they're not here to help in this game, you know, because we heard all this stuff, you know, Cam McGrone and... Raquan McMillan and Mac Wilson. They traded for Mac Wilson and Jabril Peppers. All of them big, huge goose eggs in this game. And why are the why are they here if they're not here for this type of game? And Jabril Peppers has been lost on two touchdowns the past two weeks in coverage where you're just like, what is he doing? So I, I just don't understand why these guys are here. Okay. Now I've lost count. Was that two or three? No, that's one. That's one. And then combo number two is Jonathan Jones and Jack Jones at cornerback. They just got taken to the woodshed. And Jack Jones is getting more exposed by the week by the better offenses and better coordinators who see him on film that he's uber aggressive and they're using it against him. Okay, so that's four names for two slots. I like this. The more downs, the better. Give me number three. Mac, Mac Jones. We just didn't think he was good enough. I had him for seven minus throws in this game. Just minus throws. I, I went back and looked at it. In his previous seven starts, I had him for a total of 16. Just to tell you where he is in terms of his mechanics. And and not and he had worse, he had more bad throws in that game. I don't count every completion that's high. There were a lot of them. He's starting to expose some of his teammates to injuries because he's being late and high with balls, and that's a bad combination. Okay. More from Bedard. You talked to a uh, NFL offensive coordinator the other day, yep. asking them why it feels like the Patriots' offense is getting worse. What did he tell you? So, what he basically said was, um, "This is the t- this is the part of the schedule. You know, after Thanksgiving, when you know, be- whether it's Belichick or Brady, talk about playing your best ball. 
and this is when the best teams come forward, that this is when the NFL gets brutal, and especially against the better teams, because it's it's now about how really good you are as the entire group, coaching, playing, improving, fundamentals, things like that. And, you know, everything's on film now. So they've studied, there's a whole whole year's worth of film now, and so good defensive coordinators can dial down and say, all right, we're, we know what concepts we need to stop. And as a play caller, you better at this time of year have wrinkles to go off of and to, to throw at the other team to help your team, to help your quarterback. And uh, the Patriots are just getting exposed. And in some way, what did the Mac Jones injury do to this? And the Zappi It thing? delayed it. I think it delayed it. Like, you know, because Mac Jones got hurt and was out for so long and they put Zappi in, it, instead of, you know, Mac Jones having, you know, it's taken him to this point to have like seven, eight games on film to where you can see tendencies and what do the Patriots like to do? And, you know, the, the same thing, you know, just one example from this game, it was, I think, third and 17 at one point, and they ended up running a little check down to Jacoby Myers for five yards. That's the same pick play with Hunter Henry and Ramondre Stevenson blocking that they ran successfully against the Browns and I think somebody else earlier in the year. And guess what? The Bills saw it on film. They were ready for it, shut it down. Instead of, a, you know, instead of the Patriots saying, you know, as a good play caller, you would say, ah, they're probably going to be on to this. And you say, all right, well, now... There's a good chance this team's going to be in quarters coverage. All right, how are we going to attack them? Which safety are we going to attack with two verticals? And then how is the quarterback? They don't do any of that stuff. Okay. They're just such a basic offense. On the sidelines, who seems to be uh, have disappeared or shrinking? Somebody pointed this out to me the other day. I haven't really noticed it, but now that I thought about it, I, I do see that. Joe Judge has sort of slinked away from – he's sort of – he used to be right next to Matt Patricia on the sideline. Now he's about like ten feet down, you know, a little further in the background and things like that. I think <laughs> Is that he's, right? I think he's trying to avoid the shrapnel. Yeah, I think he's distancing himself a little bit more. He's like, distancing uh, himself, or they're telling him to get the f out of our face. No, I think he's distancing himself. Really? Mm-hmm. Give me more. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can read into that. I think I think the, the the listeners are smart enough to read into that. So you think that's Joe Judge inching away from? <laughs> From the pile of dog crap yeah, on the side, basically of- being like, Fire "Oh, here's our me. offense," and like as it gets worse, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right." You had another nugget about um, who might be quietly behind the scenes having an influence in part of the offense. Who is this? So uh, I was told this the other day, and I don't know what hundred percent fact, but you know, it's it's tough to get information out of there. But I heard that. Evan Rothstein, who is Matt Patricia's nerd from Detroit, who has n- never coached a position, college or the NFL, is spearheading the past game concepts for the Patriots. I mean, they had him play, uh, having play calls in the preseason. I remember too at one point. I think I know he's been involved, and I know you know I at practice I see him talking to Mac Jones so, a lot, on, and things on, like on. that. This was the Detroit Lions analytics guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Jimmy. Do you have something on this? Oh, he was he uh, he called defensive plays uh, for the Lions under Patricia yeah. and gave up 48 points to Tom Brady. COVID because right. of COVID. Well, this he is got- true. I remember they it was reported, it was written. He Patricia let him call the defense for one game, and they gave up 48 points. So you think he might be, or you've heard that he's sparing some of the passing game concepts? Yes, which is interesting because in Detroit, 
you know, because Matt was so he, he was on the defensive side with Matt, which is Matt's expertise. And then, you know, and even, you know, there's a quote from the Detroit Free Press where Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator, is talking about he's probably our most knowledgeable. Not probably. He is our most knowledgeable in terms of our defense and what we're really doing all the way across the board. And now this is another example of, well, you know, good coaches, smart minds, even though he probably his most the area where he has the most expertise is defense. All of a sudden this year, it's okay for him to switch over to offense and design the past concepts for Matt Patricia, which have worked really, really well. That's sarcasm out there in case you're just uh, <laughs> not following along. I'm not going with sarcasm myself. So this is great. They've turned it over Patricia and his nerd. So that's that's great. Okay, and again, that right there is sarcasm. Uh, Greg Bedard has a little bit more even, but we'll take a break here, come back with our long commercial-free segment and your reaction. Don't go anywhere. Thanks. With the right treatment and support, recovery from addiction is not just possible, it is probable. Millions of Americans have gone on to live fulfilling lives in recovery from addiction. You can start your journey to recovery today. Call 1-800-662-4357 for drug and alcohol treatment and support services in your area. Recovery starts with a call. Contact 1-800-662-HELP today. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. We need energy. And we need to tackle climate change. Natural gas is America's largest source of electricity today, providing nearly 40%. Solar and wind provide 12%. On days when renewables are unable to provide their share, natural gas can quickly get us more of the energy we need. Working together, natural gas and renewables are powering a cleaner future. It's not an either-or. We have to do both. Learn more at energyforprogress.org. Belger and Maz continue on the Sports Hub. I want to ask you a simple question. Was Mac Jones right? Should they throw the effing ball? The quick game sucks. I don't know if he said quick or run game, but he was obviously very, very fired up. I think he said run game. And look, it's just clear as day. And New England's offense has been a cluster. Now, you know, last year they were a top 10 offense. They were a top Mm -hmm. 10 offense last year. Their offensive line has has not been as good this year. There's no denying that. Uh, Their passing game with even better players in their passing game, with Devontae Parker and Thornton back, they haven't. I mean, it's a concern, and, you know, they haven't been able to close the gap. You know, they can't make a play on third down against Josh Allen. They can't stop him in the red zone, three for three in the red zone, and they can't consistently move the ball. And I I don't know who's right, who's wrong, but to me, when I watch the Patriots, they don't have an offense. They just run a bunch of plays. Greg, they don't have an offense. They just run a bunch of plays. I think you would concur with that. That would be correct. Okay, Greg's got a few more things to unload, but let's uh, mix you in, as promised. Right back to you. Jeremiah in uh, Minneapolis. Go ahead, Jeremiah. The time is past due to fire Belichick and Matt Patricia, too. Don't give them another chance. So what if Belichick's a legend? He's not up to the job anymore. Kraft has to dig deep and get to gumption to let Belichick go. The Patriots need young blood at the top. Okay. I don't think we're quite there yet, but uh, uh, I don't think it's that far off. I mean, I've said this a million times. I I just get the feeling we're playing out the string for Bill Belichick and his record. Joe in Pittsfield. Go ahead, Joe. 
Yeah, my thing is we obviously know it's it's the offensive coach and really it sucks and that. But I want to know from Bedard, do you think he would hire a good offensive coordinator and a quarterback coach to straighten this stuff out? That's what I think they have to do. Okay, well, that's what we've been discussing. Do I think Bill would? Do you think he wants to? Let me rephrase that. Do you think he wants to? Because yeah. I think if it were left totally up to him, he wouldn't do a damn thing. He'd bring everything back next year and give it, you'd give it another go next year. I think he's a lot less urgent about winning championships than the owner might be or fans might be or whatever. Yeah, and, you know, who knows? I mean, Bill might get to the end of the season and, you know, because he has a big ego as anybody. And he does not to admit – he does not like to admit when he's wrong. I mean, he is honest about his football team. It'll be interesting to see what he decides after the season. I mean, as far as I know, he they're all aboard the Mac Jones train, that they believe that he is the guy to be the franchise quarterback for this team. But if he looks at it and if he looks at you know Thursday night and the quarterback's performance, does he start to put it more on Mac? Does he say, no, the offense is fine. Matt, Matt Patricia will get better. Max the problem. Let's trade Mac. Let's go with Bailey Zappi and draft another guy um, this year. I mean, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. No, I I wouldn't put it past him in a vacuum. I don't know if the organization, i.e. the Crafts, would go along with that. I would hope not. I mean, you know, from judging from what Kraft said about Mac Jones at the owners' meetings, what Jonathan said on the radio station here a few weeks ago, from what I know, they love Mac Jones. They think he's the guy. Robert said, you need to have a, a coach and a quarterback. And I think we have that. And, you know, he talked all about Mac Jones and how hard he works and he has all the intangibles that, you know, Brady had and things like that. Like, it, it'll be, it'll be, I lean towards Bill being honest and being like, yeah, I made a mistake. This is wrong. But as far as an offensive coordinator, Bill is not going to bring in, like, I don't think. From based on his history and what he believes as far as forming a team, he is not going to bring in some young whippersnapper from, say, Sean McVay's understudy to come in here. Because the whole one of the whole things, and I've talked about this in the past, and I didn't understand it till Nick Saban when I covered him with the Dolphins, and Nick Saban talked about we are going to have a Miami Dolphins playbook for offense and defense. It's not going to change because he lost his offensive coordinator, which was Scott Linehan, his first year. Scott Linehan got the head job in Minnesota. They brought in Mike Malarkey, I think, was his second offensive coordinator. They did not change the system, and he said he learned that from Bill, that you have to have a playbook because the problem is you start becoming a losing franchise when you start hiring and firing offensive coordinators and they bring in their own system. That's why part of the reason why the Patriots were so good and consistent was that the playbooks never changed. This was the first time Bill changed all that. He changed the system. And you wonder why it has been a complete and utter failure. Okay, let's go. Paul in uh, Boston. Go, Paul. Robert Kraft said that you need a coach and a quarterback. The Patriots have the coach, but not the quarterback. And today, I am even more confident that the prodigal son is ready to come home and lead the Patriots into the 2023 season. Tom Brady can't stand playing for a bottom five. Okay, I'm going to let you go. Fire Bill, bring back Brady. I got all that. Okay, Tom and Everett, go ahead, Tom. Mike, you and I fell into the same trap. What's telling to me is I thought for this Buffalo game, which had to have been on Bill's mind since last year, I assumed it was eating away with him, and he would have some unbelievable game plan to stop Buffalo. Greg just said Buffalo didn't even play a good game 
and it just seemed like the Patriots wanted to play bend and keep bending and keep bending and never came up with an idea of how to do anything on defense. Isn't that amazing? And qu- quite frankly, uh, you know, we, we're ripping the offense, ripping the offense, ripping the offense. Uh, the leverage with Belichick is, you know, he's not going anywhere because his kid. I, okay, well, hold on. Now you give me something else. The, the, the Bills game plan, it's a good point. You've brought it up. He just brought it up. After all that time, that embarrassment of that playoff game last year, and Bill saying after the game, outlier, that's not what we were, it's not what we are, but I guess we'll find out next year. Now you get your chance next year. And the game plan really was, we're just going to sit back on both sides of the ball and hope they screw up. And if they don't, well, at least the score will look respectable. Like, that was the plan. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. After you had that whole year to come up with a game plan, a whole year to attack what you think their weaknesses are, Never mind what you mentioned before in the offseason. Add the personnel to help you do it. But the whole thing a year later was simply on both sides of the ball. We're going to sit back and hope they puke on themselves. And if they don't, well, at least it'll be a close loss. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yes. That's what they're paying Bill Belichick $20 million a year for? Right. And I think, Mike, to me, the, you know, thinking about it more, that decision on fourth and I want to make sure I get it right. It was fourth and fourth and seven at the New England 46. They're down 24 to seven at that point with 12-17 left. To me, if I'm Robert Kraft, that is a fireable offense. Well, and you know what his answer was in the postgame. They asked him yep. about it, and he said to stay in the game. To stay in the game is why he did that, which is not to win the game. It was to stay in the game. That's when Bill Bill wasn't trying to win the game anymore. Like, isn't that what he's paid $20 million a, game, a year for? He was, to win games. He was there to manage the defeat there. The, at that point, the reason why he didn't go, it wasn't about staying in the game. It was keeping the score respectable so it looked okay at the end of the day. So he could say, oh, well, if we just made a couple more plays, we would have been in that game. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do that with the offensive coordinator. We'll fix that in the offseason. Like, that's a bunch of bull crap. He's still waiting for other teams to score. Like, up. if I'm Robert Kraft, all you have to do, you you – Get the fourth down there. You go down and score with about, I don't know, nine minutes left. If you're ever trying to score or put the ball down the field, you score. You're now down two scores. You get a stop. You score again. Like, I mean, look at what Brady did last night. I mean, if you're Robert Kraft and you watch your team quit in the fourth quarter of a home game against the Buffalo Bills, and then you watch Tom Brady come back last night. Oh, don't bring that up. (laughs) How are you not furious? How is that? How are? You, how is it not entering your mind at least? Is that a fireable offense? Let's pick this up on the other side. Quick update: no commercials. With the right treatment and support, recovery from addiction is not just possible; it is probable. Millions of Americans have gone on to live fulfilling lives in recovery from addiction. You can start your journey to recovery today. Call one 662 4357 for drug and alcohol treatment and support services in your area. Recovery starts with a call. Contact one 662 help today. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. We need energy. And we need to tackle climate change. Natural gas is America's largest source of electricity today, providing nearly 40%. Solar and wind provide 12%. On days when renewables are unable to provide their share, 
natural gas can quickly get us more of the energy we need. Working together, natural gas and renewables are powering a cleaner future. It's not an either-or. We have to do both. Learn more at energyforprogress.org.